peace, peace to all of my good people out there. <laughs> Welcome to another session with Shay. My name's Shay. And uh, please forgive me. This uh, episode is coming out off schedule, as it were, but it's okay. What I'm realizing and uh, understanding more and more every day as 2024 rolls along is that there's always something there to be distracted on. And since I got you, (laughs) here's a couple of things that um, has came up this past week that, um, yeah, maybe you might want to be a little bit more attention on or just in case you missed it. You know how we do here on Distraction News. Um, so yeah, appreciate everybody who's listening at this very moment. You didn't have to be here, but you are. So I appreciate you. (laughs) So first things first, what is going on on the U.S. border with Texas in their standoff? So just in case you didn't know, uh, state of Texas, basically has told uh, the United States government they are fed up with uh, their handling of the migrants that are coming across the border. And uh, the government, actually, more specifically, Customs and Border Patrol, uh, said we're going to put up, or no, I take that back. Texas put up some razor wire um, around the border a specific part of the border where they were having an influx of uh, migrants through there. And Border Patrol basically said, no, you you can't put that up there. Uh, the rules basically state that you can't stop people from coming in with any type of impedance, meaning a fence or barbed wire or whatever. And state of Texas basically said, fuck you. You're not here, and the rules that you're actually trying to put up, they ain't doing shit. So we're going to take it upon ourselves as the great state of Texas, and we're going to protect our own border. Which, if you really think about it, it's pretty fair. Every state is their own entity for a reason, right? So they should be able to protect their entity as best as possible. The government basically is supposed to just be a conduit to help if necessary, seeing that they represent the United States as a whole, in theory, depending on who you ask. So back to Texas. Um, They had the barbed wire up and uh, Biden, the Biden administration, I should say, uh, petitioned the United States Supreme Court to basically, in a nutshell, say... We're the government. You are the Supreme Court, the highest law of the land. Please tell them or please pass down a ruling saying that we're right, they're wrong, and they have to basically stop what they're doing and allow us to be Border Patrol agents. Supreme Court said, sure. Uh, The administration said, okay. Supreme Court said, this is what y'all got to do. Y'all got to listen to us. So what are you going to do? So Texas said, yeah, fuck you. We, this is our space, and if we're going to choose to do what we want to do here, and if you think you're going to do something, come check us, boo. And 
Texas got at well at last count they have 24 other states basically backing their decision saying that yeah we stand with Texas and if you choose to come there and tell them what they can't do we as these other 24 states that have signed on to what Texas is doing yeah we're going to stand with Texas so that means that these 24 states have uh, pledged that they will send National Guard troops uh, funds if necessary supplies if necessary just to make sure that uh Customs and Border Patrol, a.k.a. the federal government, doesn't tell them what to do with their border. And mind you, what Texas actually is trying to do is put up barriers to prevent illegal immigrants from coming into the country. Now, not sure where everyone stands with that. But what I say is if Texas, the people that actually live there say it's a problem, let them handle their problem. I don't live there. So I'm going to put all of uh, the intel that they say is uh, happening there a little bit ahead of somebody who doesn't live there. And if they know what to do best for their state, their state and their border, let them do that. It's when the federal government as a whole wants to play that card to say, well, we know we're right. So you basically have to do what we say. And if you don't, there will be consequences. And so one of the consequences uh, the Biden administration has said they're going to do is Texas was supposed to get like a natural gas contract for their state provided by the federal government and their grants and their contracts. Well, they said, no, the longer you continue what you're doing at the border, not allowing federal uh, agencies to control that border, we're not going to send any funds or any contracts, I should say, to your state. Now, if anybody knows about government contracts, they can go into the billions for extended amounts of time. So that money is not going to Texas. So this is how that's how the game that the government is going to play for obedience, as it were. That's how I see it. Um. How does it play into the grand scheme of things when you hear the words civil war and anarchy and all this other stuff? It plays in the way that you should pay attention to it, because if you're in one of those states that actually said, yeah, we're going to stand uh, with Texas and uh, the choices that they're making right now, I mean, might not be a bad thing just to be vigilant. Because you may think everything is cool where you're at until you start hearing grumblings and noises about people, people you might know in the National Guard that are being deployed to actual places in the United States that they're supposed to protect. But if they're not sent there to protect, what are they actually being sent there to do? So that's that story. Also. There was, uh, well, I'll just read the story because I literally heard about this earlier today and, um, I didn't really, so I didn't really pay attention to it because I, when I first saw it, uh, I was just like, oh, this is just more cannon fodder for the news when it comes to the war overseas. Um, the story is there's a 
three U.S. troops killed in a drone attack in Jordan. And so when I saw that, I was like, oh, troops, I feel sad because as a former military member, you know, that shit hits different. But I'm looking at the scope of it in the eyes of it's a war that the country wants to fight on behalf of people that don't really need to be stood up for. They're actually the people committing a genocide. So kind of feel a way about that, too. And then I saw the photographs. These were three black people that were killed in an unmanned aerial drone attack on a base in northeast Jordan on Sunday. In a press release, the Defense Department said Sergeant William Jerome Rivers, 46, of Carrollton, Georgia, uh, Specialist Kennedy Landon Sanders of Waycross, Georgia, and Specialist Brianna Moffitt, 23, of Savannah, Georgia, died January 28th in Jordan. The attack occurred when a one-way, unmanned aerial system impacted their container housing unit. Pentagon Deputy Press Secretary told reporters Monday that the attack seemed different from prior attacks because of where and when it took place, in living quarters and pretty early in the morning. People were actually in their beds when the drone impacted. The uh, press secretary also blamed the drone attacks on the Iranian Islamic Revolutionary Group, Bak Milita. The U.S. has said that the, the, group, the groups operate in Syria and Iraq. She also said the attacks had the footprints of, of Hezbollah, but had a final assessment has yet to be made. And she added that U.S. forces would respond at a time and place of their choosing. The department said the attack is under investigation. Later Monday, a U.S. official said it appears that the drone used in the attack was an Iranian drone, a type of Shehad drone, which is the type of one-way attack drone that Iran has been providing to Russia. All the buzzwords, Jesus. The attack took place at an outpost known as Tower 22, where roughly 350 U.S. Army and Air Force personnel are deployed. The U.S. Central Command said Sunday night that at least 34 were injured on Monday, but said the number is now above 40. Eight of the wounded service members were evacuated and some were in critical condition, but all were stable. The killed and injured troops were in their sleeping quarters on the base when the drone strike took place in pre-dawn hours. So, now they're using drones, or allegedly using drones. I mean, I'm not going to conspiracy theory y'all to death, but as a former military member... That's weird as hell that a drone could fly itself over to the area where service members are sleeping and, you know, just bypass all types of aerial security that's supposed to be surrounding a base. Don't worry about none of that. It literally got through all of that. Normally, housing quarters are like way off the beaten path of a base anyway. It's not like in the front or the center or anything like that. They do that strategically for attack purposes. 
So you don't just rush through the door and kill people as they're sleeping. They don't want to do that. So they're not put in areas where it's easily detected. So the fact that a drone came over this secure space, the secure area, and was able to do what it do, blow up the area, whatever it was doing, in pre-dawn hours is very suspect to me. They're stepping up the notches of things in this war now. Now they're making you, making us feel like we can't be safe in areas that's supposed to be safe. Not fear-mongering. Shay's not doing that right now. Not doing that at all. Just making you aware to be aware. That's all. I did want to speak on one particular thing, though. It's the fact that these were three melanated people. And generally, they don't put pictures of us up like that, especially when it comes to military stories, unless they want a reaction. And um, being a person that actually experienced um, military life, it kind of hits different to see our faces up like that. And um, the reaction I feel like they're trying to get from the masses, in particular the uh, melanated masses, is for us to get behind this war effort now. Because I don't know, I mean, the conversations that I've had with people that look like me is that they give zero fucks about this war because they know that the war basically has nothing to do with them or us as a collective and it has everything to do with united states trying to be the bully as they tend to be and um you know when you join the military it's most of the time because well you know what never mind everybody has their own decisions about what they make when they join me in particular I um, didn't think I was going to be effective in college, as it were. I thought I was going to do all the things you shouldn't do in college versus doing the things you're supposed to do and just wild the fuck out. And uh, I said I'd go into the military and be better, do better, travel, get my degree and all that good stuff. So um, people join for the reasons that they join. But that's all I'm saying all that to say. Our demographic of people now are realizing that being in the military ain't all that it's cracked up to be. It kind of sort of never was, but they need us, the collective of us, to give a fuck. And I feel like this thing is sort of kind of low-key a setup for us to care (laughs) because... Ordinarily, seeing a headline like that, I would care. I mean, I would care because of the lost life and all that stuff. But in the grand scheme of things, I don't care because there are so many other things that I have to worry about on a daily basis. And just seeing three service members killed today that look like me, you know, took me aback a little bit. So in that aspect, I feel as though mission was accomplished by them. But the actual play of it seems a lot more sinister because they're trying to get a reaction out of the masses for their own selfish purposes. I think all opinions are Shay. 
anything that you hear on the sessions for stay uh show is all shay's um thought processes so i'm not trying to ruffle feathers i'm just giving my opinion on this and i feel like it is a setup for emotional purposes they want us to get mad and they want us to be sad so we can be more controlled about what they are doing over there and be okay with what they are doing but we shouldn't be because what they're doing is food bar so uh next story one that i have actually actually mentioned to you all last week um the icj if you remember the conversation about the international court of justice told you i said it ad nauseum in the last session basically breaking down the reason they were going the why the how the what would happen if and all that good stuff well here's what happened uh the icj court ruled the court ordered israel to refrain from any acts that could fall under the genocide convention and to ensure its troops commit no genocidal acts in Gaza quoted at least some of the acts and omissions alleged by South Africa to have been committed by Israel in Gaza appear to be capable of falling within the provisions of the genocide convention one of the judges said the ruling required Israel to prevent and punish any public incitements to commit genocide against Palestinians in Gaza and to preserve evidence related to any allegations of genocide there. Israel must also take measures to improve the humanitarian situation for Palestinian civilians in the enclave, it said. However, the court, like I said, did not demand an immediate ceasefire in Gaza something that Israel says would allow Hamas militants to regroup and to launch new attacks on the country. The court also said it was gravely concerned about the fate of hostages held in Gaza and called on Hamas and other armed groups to immediately release them without conditions. Now, a majority of at least 15 of the 17 judges voted in favor of imposing the so-called provisional measures, including the court's president. Uh, A judge of Uganda was the only one to vote against all six measures adopted by the court. Uh, They stated, I would have voted in favor in the hopes that the measure will help decrease tensions and discourage damaging rhetoric. Um, What happens now? Israel is required to submit a report to the court on the steps it has taken to comply with the orders within a month of the ruling. Yeah, all right. <laughs> the court will examine in detail the merits of the case, a process which could take years. While the ICJ's decisions are final and without appeal, the court has no way to enforce them. Uh, the reaction. Actually, I'm not even going to read that because I don't care. But the Palestinians broadly welcome Friday's ruling. The ICJ judges assessed the facts and the law. They ruled in favor of humanity and international law. Uh, South Africa, a longtime supporter of the Palestinian cause, hailed the ICJ ruling and the president saying that he expected Israel to abide by its ruling and to make measures to prevent genocide against the people of Gaza.
However, I will read it just to be fair and balanced. What I was going to read before, the Israeli prime minister said the charge of genocide level against Israel was outrageous and said it would do whatever is necessary to defend itself. Israel's had an unwavering commitment to international law. So, as I said, the ICJ basically uh, was like, yeah, they doing that. And Israel, you got to stop. But as I said, also, they don't have a way to enforce this. It's just they're living off of hopium and they would hope that Israel would comply. But Israel basically said, we're going to do what we're going to do. So who going to check us both? And um, that's where we're at. But again, the main reason for this, the main reason why uh, South Africa actually petitioned the court and the main reason why the ICJ actually ruled in the way that it ruled just to get something on the books to say, look, we saw this happening. We told y'all to stop and y'all said no. This is so whenever the history books are read and they say, how did this happen? It could be shown that all these countries, except for the ones that didn't, all these countries said you need to stop. And all of these different checks and balance systems that we have in the international level, we all said stop and they all kept going. So if anything, all of these countries are doing a really great job of covering their ass because they don't want another incident where they could be blamed for allowing genocide to happen and they not stepping in to try to intervene. That's basically what they're doing. But in the grand scheme, at least they're doing something to stand up and say, stop. And, uh... All right, that's the last story I had, but I do want to mention this past weekend, for those of you who watch or partake or enjoy, the NFL football had their playoffs for the NFC champions and the AFC champions. Now, I myself do not watch football like that anymore because football is for entertainment and I am no longer entertained by the football. (laughs) they have proven to be an entertainment vessel that I don't want to give my dollars to, nor do I want to give my inner, my uh, attention to. And um, yeah, but a little controversy is swelling around the NFL this week, actually for the entire season. Uh, This whole thing about the NFL being scripted has been floating around this whole season. And, um, it's like it's got some legs to it. They shown the colors for uh, the logo <laughs> for the Super Bowl, which is in Las Vegas. And for the whole year, the colors have been like a purpley hue, a blue hue and a red hue. And um, people are they were giving speculations about who was going to be in the Super Bowl. And a lot of people said it was going to be Baltimore and it was going to be San Francisco. It's going to be in Kansas City or whatever, whatever. So a lot of people wanted to see Baltimore versus the Lions. Fair point. Nobody wants to see Kansas City. I'm not a hater, but nobody wants to see Kansas City in the Super Bowl anymore, even for somebody who don't even watch football. But I digress. Um, I say all of that on my mini rant time to say for entertainment purposes, NFL is doing a real sucky job. 
the refs are clearly in on it and they are clearly trying to get a certain plot to be played out so all i will say is that if you're a fan be a fan you know if that's what your thing is enjoy it and be immersed in all of the glory of whatever the super bowl means to you but in the same breath of being aware just be aware they're trying to not they're trying to but let's just say there's an opportunity to distract the masses for a good four to five hours what do you think out of all of the things that have been going on the past month the past six months the past year the past three to five years what do you think they could put through whatever they're doing while millions of people are distracted at one given moment for a couple of hours not saying anything will happen or does happen or any of that stuff just be aware if that was a time to do something that would be the perfect time to do something but anywho that's all i got for this session (laughs) i appreciate each and every one of you who hung with me for this session i know that i was kind of all over the place but it's okay you were here with me and y'all was rocking with me and i appreciate each and every one of y'all for rocking with me (laughs) as always if something resonated or you want to share this with someone in particular please share it on i have no problem with that and i hope each and every one of you have a great rest of your day rest of your afternoon rest of your evening wherever you're listening to this from and i will catch you on the next session with shay peace